listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show with G-Mama, Josh, and Tony. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you by Extreme Terrain, your home for the best YJ to JL Wrangler parts and accessories. Stay tuned to later in this episode for Ryan Huck's LA Auto Show Throttle Out episode featuring the Gladiator reveal and how you can win a $150 Extreme Terrain gift card. Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I saw something from uh, our contact over there, Extreme Terrain, uh, today, I believe, and they're, they're doing all kinds of giveaways, plus they do charitable things, uh, keeping trails open and stuff, so if you guys haven't visited uh, ExtremeTerrain.com, you should, because they're, they're more than just about selling things. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you got a Jeep, you want a Jeep, never driven anything but a Jeep, well, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain or interform uh, <laughs> you while we talk about Jeeps. Hey, Josh, did you hear the one about the dyslexic Satanist? Yeah, yeah. He sold his soul to Santa. Get it? Santa? <sighs> really? <laughs> Dad jokes this early in the show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, I think I should have just stayed in New Orleans. <laughs> hey, Tony, let's move on and let's tell folks what's coming up on this episode. How many beads did you get, Tammy? Did you get a lot of beads? Oh. I did get a lot of beads. <laughs> Hey, we're going to be talking to Brittany from uh, thejeepgirls.com, and uh, in this week in Jeep, we have some breaking news that could be a big deal for Detroit, and you will not believe what this one Jeeper nearly got away with. Josh, was it you? Are you the Jeeper that you almost got some away with? No, thank goodness. (laughs) So, in Wrangler Talk, uh, went down the drain along with those shots Tammy was taking in New Orleans that last week. Uh, and uh, we have Nikki G again. Uh, you know, we always look forward to the Nikki G, and he's going to be talking about the Jeep truck. Are we looking at a uh, this week in Jeep replacement, Josh? He <gasps> he may be replacing Josh. You never you never know. And of course, much much more. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. And this week in Jeep is, of course, brought to you by Amazon.com. Look, we all know that you're going to wait until the very last minute to go get those gifts. I I mean, that's usually what I do. Uh, So you might as well make it worth your while, right? Get an amazing selection of an incredible set of gifts, free shipping on most items. And if you click the Amazon logo on our site first, well, a small percentage of your purchase goes to helping out the Jeep Talk Show. Make that last minute gift shopping count a little extra this year by shopping with Amazon and the Jeep Talk Show. Hey, and thanks in advance. Okay, all I can do really is just shake my head at this first story because I don't know if this is a testament to the strength and durability of our Jeeps or if this is more of a testament to how how stupid some people can really get. (laughs) Maybe we should look at this as just a shining example of sheer determination and persistence. I don't know. I'll let you guys decide. According to the reports from the Florida Highway Patrol, a Navari man rear-ended 11 different vehicles at 11 different locations in Santa Rosa County Saturday evening. They said Daniel Weedman, 38 years old of Navari, was driving a 2008 Jeep Wrangler on U.S. Highway 98 from Gulf Breeze to Navari. Trooper said in, in each one of the crashes, Weedman did not stop and continued to head eastbound on 98 until he crashed with the next vehicle. 
He reportedly was involved in 11 total hit and runs. So, what do we do here? Uh, what do we say here? Uh, rear end, rinse and repeat? Uh, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again? When life knocks you down, get up in your Jeep and rear end 11 people? Well, maybe the last one's not accurate, but... Anyways, after hitting the 11th vehicle, Trooper said he lost control of the Jeep and entered onto the south shoulder of the highway in Navarre at speed. This is where troopers say the combination of the speed of the Jeep and the nature of the impacts, the vehicle began to spin and eventually hit a tree. They said everyone involved in all these wrecks sustained injuries in some regard or another, although they were mostly classified as minor. The driver was, of course, taken to the uh, local area hospital for treatment before being booked on a ton of charges. As of the time of this story, the man faces, get this, 12 counts of DUI, misdemeanor, 12 counts of reckless driving, misdemeanor, and 11 counts of hit and run, felony and misdemeanor. Needless to say, I don't think we have to worry about this guy ever getting behind the wheel of anything ever again, let alone having any future opportunities to tarnish the Jeep name and lifestyle. What do you guys think? My goodness. Crazy. Tony. Cammy, have you ever seen anything like that? You know, Crazy. I can't help but think this sounds like uh, Richard Simmons in the 70s on a drunken Friday night uh, run out. I mean, how did he down not- the freeway, <laughs> not, you know, uh, Highway 98 and you're doing you're doing highway speeds here and 11 rear ending accidents and then you just keep going. I mean, well, you 10 and then you hit the 11th. You don't really go much further. But the the overriding Lord. the overriding question here is how did he not have death wobble? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this right. is the thing that Jeep owners really want to know. How do you not have, I mean, just not de- death wobble to start with, but actually rear end 11 people and you still don't have death wobble. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. The testament to the strength and durability <laughs> of our Jeeps. I mean, really, right, you, exactly. you read between the lines here and there's a couple of different, you know, things you could take from this. But uh, yeah, I mean, just an amazing story nonetheless. I mean, I feel for the for the 11 people that were hit. I mean, you know, whiplash. I mean, I'm sure they, they may encounter lifelong, uh, you know, uh, problems and, and stuff from this. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, I mean, the other way this could have gone is this guy was in, in stop and go traffic and he bumped into 11 people. <laughs> and there's 11 people just they I mean, it was a two and a half mile per hour accident and and they're grabbing their neck and they're falling out of the yeah. car. <laughs> oh. You know, no, I I don't think it was quite like that. I think this was more like this guy was completely reckless. Uh, the police were obviously enough to uh, uh, you know charge him with uh, reckless driving, uh, twelve counts of it at least. So yeah, uh, definitely an amazing, an amazing ending. And the fact that nobody was seriously hurt uh, is is very well. Nice. That's one of the reasons we can laugh about it too. And exactly, uh, I I don't see it in your story, the text of your story, and because mm-hmm. I was thinking this might have something to do with it, but of course it wouldn't have affected him because he could see everybody i would think fine but he was driving a black 2008 jeep wrangler so it's just more of that I, mm, that black pri- black jeep privilege yeah, thing I, I don't, the color was not yeah. specified uh, but uh who knows i get a strong feeling <laughs> a strong <laughs> that, feeling uh, that i'm correct on this <laughs> Well, FCA plans to open up a factory in Detroit, and this is breaking Jeep news, everybody. This is actually just aired um, in national news about four hours ago as the time that this this uh, this show is recorded. So, yeah, we're breaking news here, guys. Uh, FCA is planning on opening a new factory in Detroit to build a new three-row Jeep Grand Cherokee. Or as I might like to maybe think of this, is this more a more subtle way of saying the Grand Wagoneer is coming after all? 
Mm-hmm. A spokesperson for FCA, of course, declined to confirm or even comment on the latter. Go figure, they never let us have any fun. But speaking <laughs> of fun, Fiat Chrysler is riding a huge wave of strong truck and SUV sales and is now planning on building a brand new final assembly plant in Detroit, even as other American automakers scale back operations in the U.S. The assembly plant, which used to make engines for Mack trucks, closed back in 2012. But Jeep is planning on picking it up and using this facility to build a new three-row Jeep Grand Cherokee SUV starting in 2020. I, however, am going to guess that this is actually the foundation for the future assembly line of the rumored Grand Wagoneer. Now, with such a strong demand for utility vehicles over the last several years and Jeep needing something for that three-row seating segment and having already teased the fact that if they were to build a Grand Wagoneer, it could easily be done on the current Grand Cherokee platform with little to no adjustments needed on the line. Well, it just sort of all lines up and makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's what's odd, though. The announcement comes as the industry faces pressure from President Donald Trump to keep manufacturing jobs in the U.S. and stands in stark contrast to the recent decision made by General Motors to stop production and completely put into idle five plants in North America. GM has even come under fire after announcing last week that it plans to cut 14,000 jobs in the U.S. and Canada, citing a weakened economy, the escalating trade war, and a desire to reposition itself as a smaller, more nimble company. Right. Ford is also scaling back, saying last week that it planned to cut an entire shift of workers at two of its U.S. plants in an attempt to avoid more onerous layoffs. Detroit alone will lose two GM facilities altogether. Both were performing well under the capacity, were performing well under capacity and contributing to a dismal capacity utilization rate of just 76% across the entire United States, far below FCA's rate of 90%. FCA's plants are running at close to capacity due to continued strong demand for their trucks and SUVs. Overall, Fiat Chrysler sales in the U.S. are up 8% this year, easily outpacing the industry according to the market research from Autodata. Big moves are happening all over the auto industry, however. All of Detroit's big three automakers are abandoning their sedan lines in favor of more popular and profitable SUVs and crossover vehicles. And sales of the SUVs and pickups have been one of Fiat's Chrysler's biggest areas of growth over the last couple of years and has kept it ahead of U.S. rivals. Overall, sales jumped 17% in November over the same month last year. Ford sales, by comparison, dropped about 7% in the same period. All in all, I think that deserves a big neener-neener to Ford and GM. I, uh, I I just couldn't help but uh, when I heard about the $14,000 uh, jobs being lost with GM, I just couldn't help but think, you know, thinking to myself, just in time for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's, horrible. I know as far as letting, if you're going to let somebody go, it's, it's, it's best to let them go before they start spending lots of money for gifts and things because they're going to need that money to, to make it for their, you know, uh, that, until they can get another job. But it, it just seems so anti-caring and I know businesses aren't in the, the, the business of, of caring for their people. They're in the, the business to make profit. But you just can't help but feel for these folks. Um, I mean, 14000 good God, that's a bunch of people. Yeah. Now, I, I can't speak for Ford or GM, but I can speak yeah, can. for FCA when we, you know, you remember uh, several years ago when, when they closed down a plant to get, do some retooling and stuff. And yeah. there was several thousand employees that were laid off and we're talking a lot of people. It's a lot of money. However, FCA sort of gave them a little bit of a severance package. Here's a little something, something to tide you over. You will be coming back. 
You know, yeah. we just need to retool this facility. So sit tight. Here's a little something to tide you over. It's not what you were making, but it's not going to be, you know, complete destitution either. So I, I don't know if they're doing that or not, but nonetheless, it's being reported that these jobs are going away. These factories are closing. And, you know, that just means bad news for all of those people. But really what this does is highlights FCA's movements that they've been doing lately and uh, Sergio Marchion's five-year plan that came to fruition. And really everything is just laying into place and everything's coming up FCA right now. So it's 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 all FCA right now. Tammy, I don't know about you, but I'm really surprised that, uh, I mean, everybody loves their SUV, their trucks, their SUVs, everything else. But with gas prices that skyrocketed a few years ago, and, and of course they're coming down now, but the volatility of gas prices, I'm just really surprised that you know more people are, are buying cars because that's kind of the problem with, with GM. Uh, I mean, people just love their SUVs. Actually, when I was in New Orleans, I saw gas for under $2. <gasps> I know. I'm like, what no in the world? So, I, think yeah. I, I think I paid uh, $1.99 uh, no yesterday. Way. Yeah. It was, oh my God. It, it was $2 because it was like uh, $1.999. I think there was like nine, nine times. Nine times. <laughs> yeah. I'm paying over three. I'm paying like almost three and a half bucks a gallon uh, here still. So yeah. But, wow. But you're saving uh, trees, Josh. That's what that, that <laughs> those taxes. <laughs> that's what that additional taxes for. Uh, they're think they've of got the granola and the Birkenstocks. Got, they've got state uh, paid tree huggers out there protecting the trees. So uh, yeah, I love trees too, but, especially when you cut them down. They smell really good. Oh, I love the smell of fresh cut wood. wood yes. <laughs> but Tammy, I'm just really surprised. You know, if you if you love your vehicle, though, it, it doesn't matter how much money a gallon of gas costs. For me, you know, <laughs> says, I want to drive says, my Jeep. Uh, the, the, says somebody with a much larger checkbook than I. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, I don't have a, as long of a commute. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I just, if you guys have... I, I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. Hang on. Let's take a pause. I don't know, Josh. I've said it uh, once. I'll say it again. I, it would really be hard for me to leave my uh, my Jeep at home and not drive it to work, even though it was such a long commute. So uh, you're a much more mature individual than I am driving that. Oh. <laughs> true. True that. I'm taking a different approach at this whole adulting thing. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. A proper approach. If guys, yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, if you guys have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we want to hear from you. We really do. Make sure to let us know what you have to say by phone or by email. number of ways to get a hold of us. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how. Hey, coming up later in the show, interview with Ashley from thejeepgirls.com. Uh, actually, Josh, it was Brittany instead oh, of Ashley. Oh, Brittany. Okay. I, I know it was a flip of coin. I didn't know <laughs> either words. I, I didn't get the memo. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, uh, it's an old question with a new twist. We'll get into tire size fitment for your Jeep. Oh, can I fit these 38s uh, without a lift? Is that what we're going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I got two words for you. Saws all. <laughs> uh, no and way. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. You most certainly are, you lucky jeeper you. And we'd like for you to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network the next time you're online. Just pop over there, check it out, see what we're doing over there. All sorts of stuff happening all the time. We've got everything that's off-road related as far as podcasts and audio goes. I mean, we've got the 4x4 podcast there. The Center Steer podcast, Trail Chasers podcast, even the On the Trail podcast. A little something for everybody there, no matter what you drive or what you're into. Go check it out. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. 
So let me just say real quick, this is going to be Tammy's top five, uh, <laughs> top five things why, top reasons why the uh, city bird and uh, drink is uh, boobs and margarita <laughs> for New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, um, I, this is a Jeep podcast, I know, but with Wrangler Talk is not going to be anything about Jeeps or Wranglers. I think but most I watched, people are going to be okay with this, Tammy. What? <laughs> I think most people will be okay with what you're going to talk about. <laughs> but I want to preface this. If your child is listening, you may want to fast forward this and listen to it later because, I don't know, Josh and Tony might have some questions for me that, um, I don't know. Anyway, I've seen the video. I, I know where things come from and how they work and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I don't know. But then we well, might need to delve into a little bit of adult content here. I think yes. that's what Tammy's trying to say. It's a cheap podcast, fellas. <laughs> what he <laughs> <But> said. I, <laughs> um. So uh, a little while back, maybe a couple of years, two years, a year ago, I started doing. Uh, like simplifying my life because I was just overwhelmed with everything because I wanted to enjoy my Jeep more. And I created this bucket <laughs> list and I wanted to go on these adventures. And And it was more than just going on a Jeep adventure. I wanted to go to places I've never been. And so simplify my life, stop doing everything that everybody asks of me, um, not spending as much money on material stuff. You would be surprised Go into your closet, go into your spare room and just see all the junk you collect and have you used it? No, probably not. We'll sell it. And you would be surprised at how that money adds up. I've been selling stuff on eBay and not just Legos, folks. (laughs) Um, In the past two months, I made $700 just selling stupid crap that you have in your house. So, which has freed up my money, I've saved some money, and I've had this time. So, my niece called me, her and her boyfriend were in New Orleans, and they invited me to go to New Orleans. Um, They got the hotel for free, so I went down, and I, it's been on my bucket list to hit Bourbon Street. And um, I know some people were kind of shocked with some of the things I posted on Facebook and Instagram, um, cause I didn't, I don't think they thought that I liked to, um, party a little and I do, I love having a good time. So let me, I've, let me stop you for a second. Uh, uh-huh. th- there may be listeners out there that, uh, that don't follow you, uh, on, uh, on the, that they should the Instagram. Yeah. So give some, gives us some idea of some of the things that you posted. Well, I just want to clarify uh, my birthday is in August. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, you're Leo. allowed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Leo, and Leos love to be the center of attention, and we love to show off and just have people watch us, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, there, it was the last night, and we're walking by this bar, and all the bars in New Orleans have these big open windows. They don't have glass, and these big open doorways, so you're walking on the street, and you see everything that's going on in the, the bar, and there's a guy in a barber chair, and he's being twirled around, and this blonde lady with a cowboy hat is pouring fireball in his mouth. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to do that. 
and I and we were like a block down the the street from it and I'm like I'm gonna regret this if I don't go back and do it so I went back and I got a fireball shot in this barber's chair and the guy who was in the chair getting um, the shot uh, was Al forced Al to <laughs> okay folks this is the point where he was forced to motorboat her Ah. Um, yes. And so when I got up there, I, I paid for my shot and I just looked at the girl. I said, I don't need to do the motorboating thing. So, and she's like, okay. And so I'm thinking, okay, she's going to spin me around. I go, and I don't want to spin around after you give me the shot because I get really, really <laughs> but busy. I had, but I had to do this. <laughs> but I, I just want a fireball because it's, you know, you only live once, right? So I get in the chair. The first thing she does is she feels me up and jiggles my boobs in front of everybody and then she twirls me around pours some fireball in my mouth and then grabs my head and slams it into her boobs and then she if you watch the video she's manhandling me yeah yeah <laughs> and, and i noticed that she had to push you back because you wouldn't lay back down yeah, on your own right <laughs> <But> whatever <laughs> so then we do the whole process again, and then she spins me around. So I didn't do anything I asked, and I, I grabbed onto her because I thought she was going to spin me again, and she, I think she got pissed at me because she whips my arm. This isn't in the video, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to anyway, but it was so much fun. I had a blast. <laughs> um, but it, it was, was so a great time. But anyway, that video's on there. There's a video of us doing jello shots with syringes. Um, my blog post today, I have two of them, is um, my bucket list, how this was on my bucket list, and talks about, you know, when I turned 50, I was freaking out because my life was passing me by. Um, go read it. And then another blog post was the top five must-try drinks if you're a first-time tourist in New Orleans. Um, and we started drinking like at 10 in the morning. And <laughs> now, now, Tammy, you you, you're glossing over something. One of the one of the posts that you made of uh, the beads. Now, you just you just posted a picture of the beads. I've seen, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Women Gone Wild or whatever it was, uh, all yeah. the, the stuff. And they had some beads. I have never seen what must have been 100 pounds of beads. Can, can you can no. you tell us how you were able to get that many beads? That was a lot well, of beads. And, let me just, and you left them at home. Or, or maybe you're selling them on eBay. I don't know. No, no I'm not selling them. Um, there are four ways you can get beads in New Orleans. The first way is all the souvenir shops have them. So you can buy them. And they have all different types of beads. And... The other way is the bars sell them because they want you to buy them. And then you throw the beads at the people down below. There, a lot of the bars have balconies. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. All the bead throwers hang up on these little balconies, twirling their beads down at the people walking on Bourbon Street. Because to get the beads thrown at you, you have to lift your shirt. So... Um, Anyway, the other way is you're just like casually walking down Bourbon Street and some guy comes up and puts beads around your neck and he kind of smells B.O. and he's got no oh, teeth. Oh, excuse me. I thought you were going to tell me the beads sm smell. That's not a no, good sign. No. Oh, no. No. And they're the homeless people. They're, ah. 
all up and down Bourbon Street because there's a lot of drunk people there who probably give them 20s and 50s and you know it's just a good anyway it's kind of like you know when you stop at a stop sign or light and they wash your windows and they want your money same type of thing they're trying to collect money and then the other way of course is um, lifting your shirt for beads now all I'm gonna say is what happens on Bourbon Street stays on Bourbon Street so you lifted your shirt <laughs> Well, so I did one time, and this girl threw me the beads, and the guy's up there looking at me, sh- wagging his finger at me, no, no, no. And I'm like, what? And so I'm like, I thought, okay, he didn't see. So I lifted it again, and he's shaking his head, and he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, what? And he grabs his shirt and lifts it all the way up, and I'm like, oh, you want me to lift everything up ah so yeah two shirts that, uh, that's that was what i was thinking or, so or a your, couple of your, shirts. well your bra has to come up too <laughs> so anyway that's hard to get repositioned once you do i mean you know, those things are tight right uh, yeah pretty much yeah so you have to go out without this is a deep be- talk show uh so needless to say tammy <laughs> scored herself a video deal uh there in new orleans and uh yeah. We'll I'll be, be at the uh, next cabaret show. No, did, did you sign any waivers while you were drunk, Tammy? No, actually, I was so good. I paced myself. I hydrated. And I remember every moment of New Orleans. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no puking. No, I, I took it uh, because many, I didn't want to miss out on anything. And how many people can say that, that have visited New Orleans, that they remember every moment they were there? <laughs> I did not want to miss out, and I didn't want to be hung over the next day not being able to enjoy New Orleans again. But you know what? There's so much more in New Orleans than just drinking and getting drunk and partying on Bourbon Street. Yeah, we did. There are vampires and ghosts and oh, wow. so many stories and the Nicolas Cage mansion where he was cursed by a ghost that's why the irs took his money and voodoo isn't really what we think voodoo is and i'm going to share all this stuff on my blog i mean i could go on for three hours talking about the cool things that i learned in new orleans and oh there's so much all more that lifting I her shirt to- could you imagine i know how much we could know <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's a wonderful city. You, I, I know a lot of people have been there, but if you haven't, I highly suggest you go there. Even if you don't drink, you don't need to drink. There's so much other things that you can do. Yeah, I've been there so. once, and I don't drink. So, it, yeah, yeah, it was fine. I, I think I had lobster, and it's like, meh. Yeah, I'm not a seafood eater, so. Oh, jeez. That's, yeah, that's horrible. Was, I had, at one in the morning, I had the best nachos ever. Um, uh, nachos are pretty good. Did, yeah, but, I'm sorry. Did, did you say morning? Yeah, one in the morning. I had you. You you, you ate nachos in in the morning. Yes, breakfast nachos. And <sighs> I had a I I drank Everclear at 10 a.m. So that's different. That's, that's different. Yeah, nachos are clearly not a breakfast food. <laughs> and then 10 hours later, you were clear. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, it was a really great time. I'm I I can't wait to go again. My niece bought. A ghost book and she just called me today she's like oh my god we walked by this house and this like pretty much every building is haunted that's what you ought to do i bet you i bet you that you can arrange to stay the night in a alone oh you can in a haunted house that's the thing you ought to go do yeah the there's the andrew jackson hotel that's haunted 
um, and you can stay there. And then, and, and then uh, take your recorder with you. And while you're there, see if you can get any EVP uh, and, and ask yeah. the question, can you get the Jeep talk show on the other side? Right. Do you listen to the Jeep talk show? <laughs> and if you do, can you increase the download count when you listen? <laughs> anyway, it was a great time. And um, check out my blog at jeepmama.com for all the stories I'll have in the next week or so. And folks, coming up later in the show, we're going to hear from Nikki G. Hey guys, this is Josh. I was listening to, I believe it was episode 356, I'm still catching up, uh, where y'all were talking about cheap XJs, uh, how cheap they were, and I believe that we are at the beginning of the end of the era of uh, the disposable hero as the XJ has been coined by a certain off-road magazine. <laughs> uh, prices around here have been going up pretty steadily. A rusted out Jeep or a beat-up Jeep here will probably pull anywhere from $3,500 to $5,000. And there was uh, one remarkable example was a uh, was a very clean uh, limited, XJ limited with about 90,000 miles that pulled $11,000. Um, the two-wheel drive models are still cheap, but if you're looking for a four-wheel uh, four drive XJ, uh, you're probably going to be expected to spend... You know, anywhere from three thousand to on the extreme end, ten or eleven thousand. So, uh, you know, keep those XJs running because, yeah, they made a bunch of them, but they're going to eventually run out, especially when people wheel them to death and hack them up with sawzalls all the time. Y'all have a good one. You know, Josh, it's a, it's amazing to me uh, seeing the prices climb up like this, and I have seen it in Craigslist. I just I'm not I'm not buying another XJ, but I I'm curious occasionally, uh, thinking you know I keep seeing them go down and down in prices, and it's not that way now. They're they're going up in price. Well, I, I, it must be just market saturation or something like that. Uh, maybe out here in Oregon we have an abundance of Cherokees, and therefore since they're are so many the prices are are kept pretty low and they're they're still in the junkyards they're still in the wrecking yards and obviously they're still on the roads and on the trails as well um i was just looking uh, before the show in fact uh looking just you know i cruise through uh, cruise through craigslist often uh just kind of seeing what's out there and uh, kind of checking things and this and that and well most of the cherokees that i saw even the dealership ones uh yeah i saw a couple that were in the uh, five to seven thousand dollar range but clearly had a good five or seven thousand dollars worth of aftermarket on them as well uh and were you know nearly immaculate uh so you know yeah anything is ultimately only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it uh and so you know obviously if you can get eleven thousand for a cherokee with ninety thousand miles on it good lord i mean that's a unicorn unto itself but uh uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, it's not like that out here, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, every state and and, and region is oh, going to be a little bit different. It's very much true because uh, I think I've made this comment before. Uh, driving uh, twenty two miles um, uh, to work, you know, one way uh, every day. Uh, I do. Ne- I never, ever see Cherokees on the road. Never. Today <laughs> was an amazing day. I saw two. Oh, I see. Them all I the see. Time I see there. a minimum of a half a dozen each way <laughs> every day. I, I don't know. I just there's a lot of jeeps out here. Yeah, and I think Josh is actually up in the Dallas Fort Worth area here in Texas. So oh, okay, that may have something to do with it. Uh, yeah. But in in this area, I mean, there are Cherokees around here. But as far as people driving them, 
you know, on a daily basis or just seeing them out and about. I don't see them. I mean, it's 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 amazing. I mean, I remember the I saw one. There's one here in the neighborhood that I see from time to time, and that that kind of you know you expect to see that one because that one's kind of close to your house. Uh, I see them running around during school time, so they're probably picking up a kid from the elementary or something. Uh, mm-hmm. That one kind of doesn't count. Uh, but just driving down the road, and I saw uh, I think it was on I ten, and I saw uh, looked at one. I went. Yeah, kind of boxy oh is that a cher- that's a cherokee look at there it's a cherokee i was just thinking the other day i hadn't seen one in a long time there it is there's the unicorn so yeah it's uh it's it, it probably is very much regional yeah i'm almost thinking about getting one of those dash cams and stuff just like i could point out to you guys just how many <laughs> oh, jeeps cool. i see every single day ah, that must make you feel good it, it kind of makes it uh I don't know it's well, just, no it makes it's me so feel strange. bad for the other people because they don't they don't get all that eye candy every day i i don't know yeah, it's it would be uh, uh, it'd be pretty cool to run across uh, another Cherokee owner uh, occasionally. Of course, you know I don't know about you, Josh, but the first thing I do is I check to see if it's a legitimate uh, four wheel drive Cherokee, not just a two wheel drive. You know, you look for mm-hmm. the sticker and the the rear uh, rear quarter panel. Very very few uh, two wheel drive Cherokees out here, and the ones that are uh, easy to spot because they're uh, they're right hand drive. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Deep Talk. Yahoo! Well, Peter K. writes in and asks a question, well, we get all too often. This is what I got. Now tell me how big I can make it. (laughs) Insert inappropriate joke here. Pete's question mirrors many that are asked when somebody is new to a specific build chassis, meaning you could be completely new to the off-road world or you could know everything in the world about lifting an old Ford truck, but almost none of that applies numbers and elsewise to something like a Grand Cherokee. Pete writes in, I have a 94 ZJ Grand Cherokee with a 5.2 liter V8 and an automatic transmission. What's the biggest tire size you would run on these ZJ axles and what would be a perfect daily driver weekend warrior build for a ZJ in Colorado? P.S. I'm building an XJ for the really hard trails. Well, even though I could shoot Pete a simple one-line response via email and be done with it, I thought this deserved a little bit more attention. But we won't be going into too much depth in, or in detail this week on build details and stuff, as that can vary greatly from one person to the next and from one region to the next. But I will touch on a couple curios for Pete's sake. See what I did there? Yeah. For Pete's sake. One of the reasons I picked this one was that I've seen some rumors and bad advice floating around the webs that I thought could be put to rest using Pete's Grand Cherokee here. Early ZJs are extremely easy to come by nowadays, at least they are in my neck of the woods, and kind of following into that uh, voicemail we got just a little bit ago. They can be picked up for as little as three to 600 bucks or so, at least in my area, for a complete jalopy out on Craigslist. The V8-powered 94 ZJ Grand Cherokee that Peter has should have a Dana 30 front axle with the aluminum Dana 44 rear axle, and it is there in which we find the main reason I wanted to highlight this question in Tech Talk this week. Some people have been giving advice that the Dana 44 rear axle found in the back of some older Grand Cherokees are a great upgrade for those who want to ditch the Dana 35 or Chrysler 8.25 rear axles found under a lot of Jeeps. However, the Dana 44 under the ZJs is aluminum, not steel, like the Dana 44s these people are thinking they are. These are a lighter housing to reduce the weight of the Jeep overall, and it's also substantially weaker than its steel counterpart. Aluminum is a softer metal than steel, and is even even though the axle shafts are still steel, the weaker housing isn't going to be up to the abuse that we'd put it if it were, say, on 35s out on the rocks. Now, that housing wouldn't even make it through the filter, let's face it. 
So, stay away from the aluminum Dana 44s. They are not the same as the steel Dana 44s that came under some Jeeps of the same or older eras or those found under older Fords. However, as with most Jeeps, both axles are fairly robust for their size. But I wouldn't recommend Pete planning on running anything more than a 32, at most a 33-inch tire, for that application. Thankfully, the power Pete's of Pete's V8 is cushioned through the torque converter and automatic transmission. This is going to help keep the shock loading of the axle gears and axle shafts to a minimum and will actually help keep the lifespan of the axles up as a whole. Obviously, though, with a V8 in front of you, the urge to stomp on that skinny pedal harder than a hatching sack of spider eggs is obviously strong, but keeping the romps to a minimum will help protect the rear end. But abusive driving can cause the ZJ axle housings to bend, so you'll want to avoid airtime, obviously, and high-speed jaunts down the rough roads with lots of washouts and whoops. Other than larger tires and the required lift to fit them, consider adding rocker protection for your build. This is by far the most vulnerable area on all Jeeps, and it is not cheap to repair damage here, so ro solid rocker guards or rock rails, as they're called, are uh, available from all over the aftermarket and local fab shops in your hometown. Upgrade your lighting, take care of all the needed mechanical maintenance, and your weekend warrior will be good to go for years of fun and commuting. Hope this helps, Pete, and thanks so much for writing in. What kind of uh, stuff uh, do you see happening to the aluminum uh, uh, diff housings? Nothing. I mean, there's there's next to no aftermarket support for them. They, they, they are undesirable. There's just nothing there. Now, moving forward, do we see aluminum housings making it into aftermarket? Uh, likely not. Not unless you're doing exclusively race applications. Um, you know, it's just it doesn't hold up to the abuse that we see off road. It's a soft metal. Even when you get up into the 7075, the airline type of aluminums or even some of the alloys, they just I mean, yeah, they're a harder metal, but they're still softer than steel. So, uh, you know, it's just it's the technology hasn't gotten there yet. Um, you know, obviously we can get into something like titanium axle. Well, then it's a you know whole different ball game. But uh, aluminum, uh, it's just not for us in the off road. What kind of uh, what kind of failures would you see with the aluminum housings? Well, anything from a broken housing uh, to bent tubes. Obviously, uh, you start deforming the housing, you're going to get into a number of issues. Least of which is going to be alignment issues. Uh, but then you start getting into misalignment things with like um, the the you, bad loads on the bearings. The axle shafts, um, the pinion bearing, uh, the U joints on the drive line. I mean, it's it just it, it's a snowball effect. Right. Uh, once you start, you know, bending that axle around, or you break something, well, and especially with the, with an aluminum axle, once it's broken, that's it. Steel has a memory. Aluminum doesn't. You can, you know, kind of bend back and hammer back steel. You cannot do that with aluminum. So um, it, it's one of those things to where if it fails, you're done. Yeah, so I just don't want to give the, the listeners an idea. I mean, sometimes it's good enough to say, this is good, this is bad, but sometimes people want to know why it's bad, or maybe they're not sold on, on our opinion on it. But I think, good you, questions. I, think, I think you just saying about aftermarket support tells you it's not just our opinion. Yeah, <laughs> if they're <right>. not, if, <laughs> if, if nobody's making anything for the aftermarket for it, they, none of them see that it's reasonable to uh, to do anything to it. I mean, they even do it. There's even a lot of after, uh, aftermarket support for Dana 35s. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, so at least some people think there's some hope for those. Well, do you have anything to add? Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk yourself. Well, we want to hear about what you have going on in your build, or maybe you just need a little bit of help. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Who knows? You might just have your question answered here on the air. All right, people. Let's bring this meeting to order. We've got a new member with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. 
Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Sid, and I've been sober for 42 days. Hi, uh, Sid. Sid. Do, do you guys know about the Cheap Talk Show? Oh, come on. Oh. Down, Sid. Uh, go have a drink. The Cheap Talk Show. We don't specialize in that kind of recovery. <laughs> oh, speaking of recovery, that was the other thing you want to do with your Grand Cherokee. You want some toe points on that thing before you go off-road. Uh, very good advice there, Tony. Well, Jeep, the legendary brand we have all grown to love, recently added a new product to its portfolio. Oh, it's here. It's finally here. The Jeep truck, a.k.a. the JT, a.k.a. Gladiator. It was revealed recently at the LA Auto Shell. And uh, last week, we mentioned that Ryan Huck, along with the team from Extreme Terrain, witnessed its unveiling firsthand. Extreme Terrain's video team is always hard at work creating innovative content as we have featured their Throttle Out YouTube series here on the show numerous times. We told you last week that Extreme Terrain's latest Throttle Out took place at the Gladiators Los Angeles Auto Show reveal, where Ryan got to put his mitts all over the new JT, as well as a one-on-one interview with head of Jeep brand at North America, Tim Kanuskis. Oh, Huck, that lucky duck. With Jeep truck, do I dare say shucks? Oh, okay, enough of that. Click the link in today's Jeep Talk Show show notes to watch Extreme Terrain's amazing Gladiator reveal video. And who knows, you might even win a $150 gift card from ExtremeTerrain.com. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, kitties, boys and girls, children of all ages. We're here to do another interview tonight. We're going to have a, a very interesting uh, show. Tammy's uh, with me again tonight. Tammy, uh, remember, no shopping. I know. I'm looking on the website of our guest, and i got to <laughs> stop. Yes, you do. So uh, we're going to uh, be speaking with Brittany tonight. You know, Brittany has been, been doing this thing, the Jeep Girls, since 2014, her and her sister Ashley took to the open road together to meet people, places, and things that make America great and has been quite an adventure. I love road trips, you know, all except for the, the boring driving part. Uh, in her spare time, she enjoys spending as much time outdoors as possible, particularly where there's uh, as much sunshine as possible. If there's a big mountain skiing, sunshine, and an open seat in a Jeep headed that way, she's in. She's got a couple of Jeeps, and there's always room for a friend or a puppy. Oh, cue the aww. Aww. <laughs> you, find out, you can find out more about the Jeep Girls on their website, www.thejeepgirls.com. So you, got, you have to put in the T-H-E, so it's thejeepgirls.com. Britt, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Thank you so much. That was such a great introduction. <laughs> it's, it's almost like you wrote it yourself. It's it, it was it was so it was so you, yeah. <laughs> well, first off, uh, let's find out about you. Uh, now, before we started the interview, you said something about Chicago being home. So, uh, uh, where was home, and where is home now? Good question. Um, I'm currently sitting in my Jeep Wrangler. I have a JK in Phoenix, where my parents live. I, I guess I've spent half my life here and half my, my life in Chicago, and I'm back in Chicago now. Not actually now, but living there now. Right. Uh, where it's cold and snowy, so I'm avoiding going back because, you know, taking my time getting there. But Chicago's home, where I was born and raised. Go Cubs. Go Bears. Boo. Really strong this year. 
I don't follow professional sports. I stopped uh, years ago. Uh, I live here in Houston, uh, have all my life, uh, the Houston area. And uh, we had the Oilers uh, and the Astros. Astros are still here. Uh, Oilers moved. And uh, I was, I was, I thought that was wonderful when the Oilers moved because all they did was lose. It just, it was horrible. And I, I just stopped watching it back whenever I was uh, actually quite young because it just wasn't worth uh, all the losing. Oh, growing up in Chicago, we lose all the time. Like the Cubs, <laughs> they won, yeah. but you know, it took them a hundred years to get there again. Um, but that's kind of how we got into what we're doing as well. And like, it's all about the people and like how you bring the people together and what you relate upon. And I have realized as now I'm in my thirties that there's always something that you can make some sort of foundation or friendship with a stranger on. There's some common ground that you can be, uh, connected over. And that's really kind of where we started and, and where we hope to take our little ditty with in the future. It's just about meeting people. And understanding that everybody has a story to tell. And I think that's something that you really uh, talked to me about before we got on this podcast mm -hmm. um, as well. Like, it, people have a story. So our, our whole life goal is just to find out what those stories are. Oh, and the, some of the stories are just amazing, too. And you would think uh, that some, some people, they, they hadn't gone through the things they have gone through or they hadn't had as much uh, uh, wonderful times as, as what you would think just by looking at them because you can't tell. And it's wonderful. Uh, it's, it's talking to people and getting those stories out. So yeah, it's uh, you never know. You never know what you're going to get. But the, but somebody like you say always has a good story to tell. You have to take the time to listen and then find a way to digest it. And I think that's where my sister and I have turned ourselves into businesswomen. Is well, not to make a business out of people's life, but turning their story into something that we can pass on or create a package or narrative about and then relay to people that may not be there. Um, and you guys are doing such a great job of hearing other people's stories in that same capacity. Um, so everybody's got a talent as well as a story. And then it's just a matter of like, how can you take all those things and enable them to make everyone better in the future? So a lot of thinking going on that occurs on, in my mind on most days, but I'm, I'm a super creative person and, and doing something like this has always been a passion for me. So to be able to actually do it is amazing. So you mentioned your Jeep, your JK. Uh, I'd like to know uh, what year it is. And I'm going to judge your creativity uh, here in just a second. Uh, what, what year Jeep do you have? 2008. Uh, okay. And uh, this is the creativity part. What color is it? Red. I, I'm actually sitting next to my Cherokee that's also red. We're on a red theme for a while. Now, is it a proper Cherokee? Is it the XJ or is it the new one? Oh, this is wonderful, Tammy. You, yeah, you and Tony are twins. <laughs> Twinsies. I love that. <laughs> uh, Brett, Brett is my, uh, what do you say, yeah. called the soul, soul animal? What is the, the thing? Uh, the, spirit yeah. animal. Spirit animal, yes. Yes. I've always She's, wanted to be someone's spirit animal. I'm so happy. She is the younger, more successful uh, me. Oh, no, not true. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, now Tammy uh, secretly loves red Jeeps, but she, you know, protests a lot. So Yes. <laughs> That's great. I have what, to. I have to be the opposite of Tony. What? Uh, yeah, it's in her contract. What, uh, what year uh, XJ is that? That's a 98. It's got 200 oh, and, man. I don't know, 45,000 miles on it. There's one caveat to my XJ story, if you will, my experience with uh -oh. it. It's rear-wheel drive only. She's so feeling it's, guilty. It's fully stock classic. <laughs> I am. Yeah, we bought, my sister and I bought our first project Jeep. 
which doesn't run. We're learning how to, to play with that. It's been a, quite a journey. Um, and we bought it specifically because it's not red, but green, mm-hmm. which complements these red ones. So we have a, a new YJ in the family that we got a couple months ago. But um, the two red ones are in front of me now. XJ mm, yeah, and I guess green jeans are okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so mine's also a 98, uh, uh, Cherokee and, uh, and I bet you can't say this. And I think you just said that you, that you got it uh, recently. So, uh, but mine was purchased brand new off the showroom floor. Yeah. How many, how many Cherokee owners can say that, you know, and they've had it for 20 years. So yeah, it's a, it's a red, uh, Cherokee 98 and, uh, it, uh, of course, uh, is a four-wheel drive. Uh, it was that way from from the factory. It actually had the upcountry package, if if you know anything about that. So uh, it came with a factory lift. So that's that's kind of a cool. Nice. We're boring people with our our Cherokee talk now. So let's uh, <laughs> now that we've I uh, finally had a success in and talking to somebody with a red Jeep and not only one but yeah. two. Uh, let's get to the 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 stuff that you and your uh, your sister do. Now, first off, we 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 were promoting uh, this upcoming interview. And we said, well, we weren't sure if it was going to be Ashley or Brittany, and you'll just have to tune in to find out what happened. Because we were going to talk to Ashley, and then we then we got back over to you. And uh, I think you were the one that was actually referred to us initially by uh, by Ben uh, Davidson. Yeah. Yeah, I love Ben. I love Jeep Action Magazine. We've known them for years. Um, anybody that knows my sister and I well are, we can be a two-headed monster. We're Ooh. not twins. She's just three years younger than me. But we do everything together. Everything. Oh, that's wonderful. Including working together. Although, as we have grown into our adult lives, we've realized we cannot be together all the time. So she is um, doing some other work for the Jeep Girls in Chicago right now. And as I told you, Tony, like, what are the odds that we'd have two things to do on a Thursday night? We're boring, wholesome girls. And uh, it's it's busy. So she's out there in the snow doing some Jeepy stuff in the city, which we do a lot of, like, uh, road trip suggestions or when you go to a city and you don't know anyone, like what's a good thing to check out. Like if you're an adventuresome type of person, you might want to check something out in a city while you're there too. So she's checking out stuff there, <laughs> but she wanted to be here. She really did. So if, if somebody's has never heard of the Jeep girls before, can you explain what you guys are all about? Like I see you have a blog and there's lots of different things on your, well, your, or your website, but there's lots of different things on there. So how would you sum up what it's all about? Yeah, the best thing we do is focus on travel and style suggestions for people that are sitting at their computer, but have maybe two or three days off coming up or dreaming of having two or three days off coming up. We'll go and vet these places for you. As we were talking about earlier, it's, it's always got this intent of being family friendly and available for most people. You know, you you don't need much to get out and do what we're doing. We're not hardcore off-roaders. We have a good understanding of that whole world, but who we are is is true to the way that we live our lives. Like I said, on a a Friday, Thursday, Wednesday night, if you want to get into some moderate trouble or fun, um, we've got some ideas as to how to get you there. And, And meanwhile, you might go by yourself and meet someone interesting and make a friend. So we do a bit of interviewing, but our intent is to focus on having an experience and then being able to relate that experience back to 
anybody that can't be there with us. So it's a ton of social media and it's a ton of uh, virtual relay of these experiences. So I'm looking at all. So do you, you guys physically go to these places? Pretty much, pretty much everything we do, we try to endorse from a first-person perspective. So right. we have been, we're not on the road 100% of the time. I think that sometimes that's a common misconception. We have done programs where we're on the road for three or four months and we don't go home. We're tired. <laughs> but um, when we go and build like a three perfect day type of itinerary, recently we went to Catalina, we'll go there. And we'll talk to tourism and say, how do you want your property or your environment to be best be represented? And then we'll kind of go over like a list of what we think our audience would be interested in, in addition to what the, um, let's say, Catalina would want to promote at that time. If there's a festival going on or it's off season, where are the locals going? And we'll kind of follow this, this roadmap as to how to create something that we think someone like us would like to go and experience. And then if people have questions, we get this all the time when we're at trade shows. Hey, I heard about these caves in New Mexico. How do I go there? How do I do that? Well, mm-hmm. let me get you there. Like if it's not available on my website, I'll call tourism for you and set up some sort of itinerary so you can go and do it on your own. So it's just about enabling people to go out and do it. But yes, we go to most every one of these places. And what is the enthusiast project? We have this wonderful anthology of people that other people have referred, like you had mentioned that Ben sent me your way. Mm -hmm. So through our experiences with Jeep over the years, people will say, hey, you got to meet this person because they're really interesting and they've got this great story going on. So we have a questionnaire that we'll send out. and We've got the head of Jeep design has filled it out. And this man that we met in Toledo at the Toledo Jeep Fest that works in the factory. You know, it's, it's all sorts of walks of life that different people have turned us on to, and we've collected these interviews. We are so excited to announce that in Jeepers International, a brand new publication that started in October of this year, we will be publishing, if not every one of those interviews, most of those interviews in each issue. So we have a regular column in Jeepers International. Um, also Texas-based magazine. And uh, our first interview of this this enthusiast project series that we've published there is Mark Allen, who's uh, head of Jeep design for Jeep. And he talks about just like his, his day-to-day, just like we're telling you about how we're normal people that go out and do these things. Somebody that's creating the Jeep he also goes in wheels, like on a Saturday. That's so cool to me. And his Jeep has um, a painting of Dali on the hood. And, and he just messes it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's a real enthusiast about the Jeep brand. He's not somebody that just sits in an office. So that's always been something that's very important as we've collected these interviews over the years, too, that um, we find out something that's real about people. So we ask questions like, what do you eat when you're on the road? And Mark Allen talks about how he cooks his burritos on the exhaust manifold. Now, people that Jeep a lot, they kind of know that. But people that are from Chicago, that's pretty cool that we find out that somebody is doing something that's clever like that. So um, we've got a series of really, really cool interviews that um, we're working to get out in the, in the proper form. And the best way to find them would be in this Jeepers International brand new magazine that's 
available by subscription. So the thing I'm trying to find out, you know, I told you before we started the interview, I don't really do research on the uh, the guest, uh, the products, or the company that that I'm talking to. I mean, I may have some some personal uh, information, like uh, I don't know BF Goodrich that we had on. I know about BF Goodrich tires, but with with you guys, I don't know anything. I'm try I'm not understanding what your product is. What is it that you guys are are putting out there, and and do you have products that you sell? We don't actually sell anything. We're pretty much information-based people. So if we can provide a virtual product or um, just something that's digestible, I, that is the strength of our um, momentum moving forward is, is we're able to create journeys that we want to go on. I mean, that's really what it's about, right, is how can we sing for our supper and continue to travel because we love to do it and we love to do it together. It keeps us going. Yeah, I was the the stuff you were describing was exactly that. I'm thinking, well, well, these guys are just cruising around the country having a good time. I I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also build experiential marketing campaigns for um, small businesses, so it's kind of on a boutique basis. Uh, We'll we'll build it together. Um, We've done such for Discount Tire, Quadratech. In terms of the Jeep world. We have also worked with Hercules Tire, uh, and we'll do things like create a first-timers off-road experience. So we were out in Moab, and we took 20 ladies that had never driven off-road off-road before. We met a woman. She heard about our program. She went and bought a Rubicon to yeah. go on this adventure that we had. That's empowering. Isn't that scary? Says, Isn't that scary when you're when you're doing something and people go out and spend big money? Uh, for something, we've had several people uh, write into us or call into us and tell us they they bought a Jeep. They didn't have one. They've always been interested in one, but they bought one because they were listening to us. And and personally, I was like, oh god, I hope they like it. <laughs> I think so. Like, what's the worst? Thing? I mean, you never want to say what's the worst thing that can happen. But if you always wanted to do something, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Yeah, you can find a way if you want to do it, and, and that was. The risk that the two of us took, so it's, you know, leading by example is really, really important for us. And, um, yeah, for sure, we've had people that say, I want to quit my job. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> don't do that yet. Like, yeah. I want to be responsible for the fact that your family can't eat. <laughs> but if you want to go away for two days, it's a vacation. Because, it, you know, it's, it's a, just do it. I mean, that's a big part of it. So, um with experiential marketing, when we go out and we create programs that people can have some sort of experience and touch and feel, we hope that they go away more educated rather than jumping into a decision and, and saying, I regret it. Oh, and yeah. That's the whole goal. Is and, like, and I can see that, the product. Yeah, I can see how you guys would save people a lot of time. Like if there's a place that they want to go and they find out from you guys that it really wasn't what they were looking for. Uh, not necessarily that you guys are bad mouthing it, but just from what you've uh, what information you provided, they go, oh, that doesn't sound great. Let me, I'm really looking for for something else. You can really save somebody some time and and improve their ex, their experience. Now, is do you put together uh, packages, or do people contact you and say, I'm interested in about uh, going to uh, the Rubicon? How what's the best place to stay, uh, or do you work with people? Uh, out in Utah to uh, to get uh, package deals. I mean, how 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 do people yeah, actually go that. through all this? Okay, totally. Um, I mean, we again, it's just kind of to give with our three perfect day series. It's just to give like a suggestion, and we hope that people come up with their own creative version of that. Right? Like, I want to be the creativity for somebody else because I'm creative. Like, I want somebody to just enjoy and do it their own way. 
However, um, I think the coolest thing about the Jeep world is that Jeep people are really friendly. And like I was saying with this enthusiast project, one person will lead to another. So if you want to go on the Rubicon, my advice would be Jeep Camper USA puts on an amazing program. And I'm so lucky to say that for some of the stuff that I've been blessed to be able to do, you... Um, like I can fully endorse that for one thing, but you going to like meet people that are going to take you where you want to go. So that's my personal opinion of, of the Rubicon is you should do it with a guide that's going to maybe take you in your direction, then get off your own beaten path and do it your own way. Maybe the next time. Um, if you go somewhere else that's not necessarily Jeep specific. Yeah. We've got a ton of resources through the, the little black book that we've created. Um, for these years that we can help maybe get you closer to your goal. But it, again, my experience in life has been that it's got to be something that there's the other party has their own interests, right? Like I, I'm not the person that should be telling you how to live your life, but I can suggest a direction that you take and then you got to take it from there. But if you need help getting there, I know some people that can help you get there. Right. Does that help answer that? Yeah. So let me, let me just, just walk me through the process and, and let me know if I'm going wrong here. Say, uh, and I don't know that this necessarily requires a Jeep, so correct me on that too, because it sounds totally like, not. yeah, it sounds like to me you could, you could, uh, it doesn't necessarily even have to be an off-road thing, does it? No, I mean, I think Jeep is near and dear to our hearts. We've spent a lot of years kind of noodling around the Jeep world because it's awesome. Like, cool Jeep people out there and mm-hmm. they know how to have a good time, right? Like be outside and have an adventure. And we have collectively, my sister, I have a bunch of Jeeps. So I think that's been kind of a theme, but as we decided that we wanted to take the jump and not work in a corporate world anymore, we're like, what do we do? Like, how do we identify this? How do we create? <laughs> right. So you rely on what you know best. But no, we're city-minded kids too. I mean, I live outside the city of Chicago, so um, I found myself traveling when I was working corporate. I would leave on a Monday and come home on a Thursday. So once a week, I was gone for the majority of my week. Oh man! I go to these strange cities, but I was like sitting in hotel rooms. Yeah, like, that's the kind boring. of tra- that's the kind of travel I've always done, and I've always been had to go by myself, and it just it's not you know it's right. You by yourself. It's initially fun to, you know, hey, I went to, you know, Chicago or, or hey, I went to uh, Arizona, but uh, you, you really uh, you really don't get to get out and see that uh, that place. So so walk me through the process. If somebody wanted to, sure. let's just say Arizona, they wanted to do, they wanted to go out into the desert and they do have a Jeep. Uh, how would they go about using the JeepGirls.com to uh, find out uh, what they wanted to do or uh get a package or, or, or what, 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 whatever it is that you guys would do for them? So I would say, I would hope the first thing they would do is a Google search and, or maybe a website search on us. Both are, are pretty good mm-hmm. options and uh, find what we've done in Arizona before. And then I'd hope that they'd reach out to me directly. Um, I've got a, a great community of people that I chatter with all day long on Instagram and they'll say, Hey, I want to do this. Or, hey, my, my wife is making these, these items on Etsy, like, what do you think? Should we do something with that? And so I can offer some advice. Then again, like, let's meet in mind. So, uh, how long are you going to be there? Um, what do you, what are you, what are your resources when you're there? Are you going to rent a Jeep? Are you going to bring your own Jeep? Do you want to go with other people? Do you want to go on a guided tour? 
um, and then we'll take it from there. So if you're in Arizona and you want to go Jeep in, my suggestion, if you had more than a day or two, would be to get up to Sedona, check out Barlow's Adventures, and take out one of their Jeeps, or go on a pink Jeep tour if you don't want to drive a Jeep, and see the vortexes and some of the trails that only those sanctioned Jeeps can go on. Because you're going to get to something that you wouldn't be able to see um, if you just drove up there and tried to find those things on your own. Like there's certain um, resources that are going to show you better things if you rely on somebody like me that can be your um, expert on how to travel. So it's pretty boutique, pretty custom as to what we do. We've always been that way because we want to make sure that there's a personal touch. So same idea when we build a marketing program is it's got to have both parties in mind. So just tell me where you're going. I probably know someone there that can can show you a good time. And it's, it's always from a very, like we were talking about when you, um, are in a city or something that it's, it's going to be pretty professional, almost like a trip advisor, um, itinerary. And then how custom do you want to go from there? So when you said, we don't charge anything for that. So when you said marketing program, does that mean that you also work with uh, businesses to help market, uh, their, their, their products and their businesses? Yeah. You know, I don't want to be like advertising or over overly, um, promotional, as how as to how we provide guided information for people that that's not our goal period it's, it's just really about hearing stories and getting that word out there um but you know there's great businesses especially in the jeep world so if i can help them out in any way by having a first-hand experience and then being able to relate that to others so that they can have an equally awesome experience yeah i'm, I'm all about that so like i mentioned earlier jeep jamboree they, I, I, I 100% believe that they do an amazing stand-up job of providing a guided experience for people that um, are taking their Jeep in some tough terrain and maybe they are doing it for the first time. And I think that's a great place to start is work with these businesses that do it really, really well. And um, I do try to do my best to, to explain that these businesses, um, you know, promote them, advertise them in a way right. that's... Um, Right, like the proper way to explain what they do best. Leave it to those that do best. Yeah. I personally am just like a, a giant aggregate. Like I just want to get all the people together and get them to where they need to be. Well, it sounds right? like a it sounds like a really fun career that you and your sister have uh, have picked here, uh, especially the traveling part uh, and uh, getting to travel around with a family member. Which I'm I'm hoping you guys get along okay. Uh, you must if you're continuing to do this. Now you mentioned earlier about uh, people would uh, should contact you, and uh, that that dovetails in very well into our social media. You know how the kids love the social media. I'm assuming that uh, that's at least one way that people can contact you. Yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is it's all the same across all the social media channels, including our website at the Jeep Girls. So put in the article the Jeep Girls, and you'll find us. Excellent. And you said you're on Instagram, and uh, which other ones are you on? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you doing the Pinterest thing? All the bloggies. I'm a Pinteraster, too. I love Pinterest. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> 
So you were uh, kind enough, uh, kind, uh, 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 kind enough to uh, do us uh, a little favor and give us a giveaway for our listeners. Uh, what what kind of giveaway do you have for our listeners here? Well, I was just thinking again, like very virtual. I am because of what I do. That I'm going to provide some stock photos that I took for free, and you can use them however you want. They're all very classy. So I've got some images of boy jeeps with christmas trees on them you can make memes you can do whatever you want um no credit no royalty needed i'm going to keep updating it if you go on my website the jeep girls on the home page password protected is a resource library and the password is jeep. oh nobody would figure that one that that would be com- <laughs> completely <Spoiler>. unknown <laughs> Well, that's great. You know, I don't think that uh, the copyrighted partic- uh, pictures stop anybody these days because you see so many things that are are, uh, are passed around. But, man, what a great deal, especially uh, if they are attractive photos. It's very nice, uh, very nice of you to do that. So you guys have to go over there and check that out. And you have to check out thejeepgirls.com. And, uh, Br- Brittany, hopefully, uh, I feel like we've only just scratched the surface of what you guys do. Uh, with the with your life and with this this website, maybe we can get Ashley on in the future. I think she would love that. Not that we don't. Not that we didn't like you, but I mean, you know, there's two of you, and we got to hear both sides of the story. You know, I should have got you to give me some trash on her, so we could have got her to talk bad about you when she's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's that? There's a uh, old TV show, Blind Date, or where they're one person behind the screen, and then they answer questions about the other. The dating Next game. Time, yeah. The dating game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fun show. Well, well, Brittany, thank you so much for being with us tonight, and the best of luck to you uh, out there with the things that you're doing, which, frankly, just sounds like you won the lottery and you're just having fun. <laughs> I may seem that way. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me as well. Yeah, thank you, Brett. Thanks again to Brittany for taking the time to talk about JeepGirls. I'm sorry, thejeepgirls.com and everything her and Ashley are doing in the Jeep community. Good stuff there, and I will hope to hear from them both in the future. Hey, do you guys have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry, or maybe you know somebody who does? Maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show to share your own Jeep story. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? It could be you. Hey, coming up next week, uh, we interviewed them in the past, uh, the, the makers of Aero X, you know, the little uh, cover that you put on your light bars to keep them whistling. Well, uh, Gabe Warner, the president CEO of Aero X Industries, is going to join us and talk about uh, some great things that you can do. You know, and the cool thing is, I don't know if you, you follow the Aero X uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, but they actually have a little insert that says, Merry Christmas. So you can, yeah, you can light up uh, your your holidays with a uh, with a great little AeroX uh, insert, a little plastic insert that goes into not only you know I told I told Gabe today because I was uh, scheduling this interview, uh, I told Gabe I said here's a million dollar idea for you, make something that plays a little tune, you know, turn that noisy uh, <laughs> that noisy light bar into something that plays uh, I don't know Dixie or Christmas carols or something, you know, that would be kind of a fun thing. Hey, Tony, Tammy, and Josh. It's Sean from California. Um, just listened to the show. Another great interview. Um, hopefully, I am caller number eight for the great amount. Have a good day. Well, Sean, I got some good news and some bad news. I'll start off with the bad news. You're not the winner. <laughs> I know. But, you know, the good news is, for all the rest of you, uh, 
we haven't had the eighth caller yet. I know. No, with with all the holiday hubbub, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and everybody still, you know, battling uh, the weather and everything else is going on. Uh, well, haven't had time to really call in all that much. Haven't gotten a lot of calls, period, this week. So now would be the time to uh, get in and get those last minute chances to win one of the great innovations, JK flag holders. These things are pretty cool and uh, definitely a, a great innovation, I should say. Yeah, see what I did there. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> haven't gotten a winner yet. And uh, well, Tony, how can they win this we've got uh what a few more spots they could uh, possibly get in on it's it's really simple i'm not gonna i mean i'm not gonna give it away uh because people start timing their calls and stuff but you know you you guys have uh, have complained about you don't have uh the ability to listen to the show immediately after it's released and uh, it sucks because you'd like to be able to win some of the giveaways well it's been a week, folks, and we don't have a winner on this. So that means you still uh, – what it is is everybody thought, oh, it's gone. It's, it, it, it's, I don't even need to call in because, you know, it's already, it's already given away. It isn't. You never know. You, what is it they always say? You can't win if you don't enter. So call our voicemail, and there's not even things, anything special you got to say. You just say, hey, I'm calling in to win. Uh, I want to win that uh, great innovations uh, JK uh, flag holder. Uh, from uh, when you talked to uh, Tom at Jeep Tech, uh, that uh, great Facebook group that we we spoke with last week, it's 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 still there, guys. Call in, win. Got to be in it to win it. No harm in calling anyway. So yeah, yeah we love it. We love hearing from you. From the mind of Nikki G. A quick disclaimer. The views and opinions of Nikki G are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Jeep Talk Show. You don't but say. they should be, damn it. <laughs> hey, this is Nikki G, and I want to take a second to talk about the new Jeep pickup truck. I know there's a lot of controversy out there. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Uh, I like it. I, I, too, wish it was in a two-door, which I believe that's going to be coming down the road soon. If I learned anything, Jeep listens to its customers. And I'm... I think Jeep is making a mistake making it so damn long. They're marketing towards mostly heterosexual couples and not towards uh, the gay community. Uh Uh-oh. Because it's so dang big that there's just no room for two of them in the driveway. Before you get upset, please send all your hate mail to Tony at the Jeep Talk Show. Why can't it be Josh or Tammy? Tammy for the change, you know? She's controversial. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, Josh, I don't know how much uh, Facebook uh, you do uh, or any any of the social media, but I saw, on, Tammy, you probably saw this. I saw on the social media somebody had taken the, you know, the, the, the JT and then they made it into a... Uh, a a two door you know chopped where they got rid of the, a lot of the tail oh, you know so they nice. got the they got the rear wheel closer to the you know for a better departure angle it looked pretty mm-hmm. it looked okay uh, but the one I really liked uh, and and there was a two door uh, literally just a two door model but the one I really liked was the one and I think you suggested this uh, was the like the club cab that yeah. to me really looked good because you had the full-size doors for the the driver and the passenger and then there was a little extra area behind the uh behind the seats where you could throw uh you know six months worth of crap that you you haul around right. with you or or actually there would be a great place for the high lift jack and some things oh, that, things that you don't want out into the weather 
And uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I don't think Jeep is going to bob that tail. But you you definitely are going to see some uh, some aftermarket people uh, or some uh, some builders out there that are going to bob that tail because it really looks good with the, uh, the the shorter bed on it. Yeah, I'm seeing some of the renderings online as we speak. In fact, and and it really does look more like the Jeep pickup that I think that we should have been given off the bat. I think the two door should have been the one that they that, that they debuted and released, yeah, and the four door should have been the option uh, coming down the pike later on. I, I get it in a, in a sort of a sense, you know, they're sort of riding that wave of the success of the JK, uh, the JKU rather, right? Uh, and so, you know, it just made sense for them to do the four door. It just it looks so much more appropriate as a two more jeepy. It looks more more jeepy. There you go. <laughs> Using the <laughs> proper terminology here. <laughs> You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Well, just in time for getting out in some of that deep snow. And, uh, well, if you're even heading out to the beach and getting in some of that sand, of course, now all that rain is coming and those trails have turned to mud. You need a little bit of extra traction. Well, we've got it for you. They're called the Tracker Grabber. And uh, these are pretty much your one-stop uh, thing for your need-all traction device, except these things, well, they hook up to your tires. They don't go in your differential. Get unstuck with Track Grabber. Quick, simple, and effective devices for when your vehicle is stranded in difficult weather and terrain conditions. The kit includes two sets of two blocks and straps. I'm sorry, a set of two blocks and straps for snow, mud, or sand. Regardless of what you're stuck in, the Track Grabbers enhance the ability of a slipping tire to extract itself from a poor traction situation, taking you to more stable terrain. Get unstuck and rescue yourself with this must-have vehicle recovery tool. It's straightforward to install. Use the adjustable straps to attach the track grabber block to each of your drive wheels. These things are pretty versatile, too, as they come in a variety of sizes, meaning they even have a kit for those who run dualies, or those who are sporting 44-inch tall tires, even. The kit we're highlighting this week, however, is recommended for use on a vehicle with oversized off-road tires with more than a 40-inch girth. Girth is the key word there, and that's your typical about 33-12-50 crowd in there, give or take a couple inches. Now, each block measures about 8 and 3 quarters uh, by 3 and a half by 1 and a half. A strap size is a good 2 inch wide and 56 inches long. Constructed using rugged and durable premium EPDM rubber, meaning uh, it's going to stand up to just about anything. It's reusable and super portable with no risk or harm to your tires. Of course, read get- of course, read the instructions, but uh, you don't want to be driving down the, uh, the interstate with these things. You want to take good them off when you, when you get no. unstuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no th- th- tr- this is not like uh, snow chains. Uh-uh. This is something to where when you are stuck, you get out, you put these on, you get unstuck, and then you take them off and you go on your way. <laughs> you could not, you would not want to drive more than about six feet with these things on uh, as, well, any further than that or any faster than maybe two miles an hour and you're going to start rattling things off of your vehicle. So, uh, yeah, and hey, for a price of only uh, less than $70, shipped to your door mind you uh now it goes up a little bit from there if you have the larger tires it goes down from there if you have smaller tires uh and if you're getting into like the dualies or the the wide tracks or stuff like that well uh then you're going to be getting into a little bit higher price range but uh really i mean for what these things are for how simple they are how easy they are to use and what they do 
Well, the price really shouldn't matter. I think the price should be just the, the opposite. If the smaller the smaller the tire, the, pr- the higher the price. It'd be like a syntax for like cigarettes and stuff. People need to be uh, be encouraged to buy the larger tires because they look better. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, now that you guys must now now that you must have a set of these track grabbers for your own Jeep, well, we'll make it very very easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode three sixty two. You'll find it there. Click on it, and they are yours. So, Tammy, since we were talking about this, have you been online to buy a set of these? I think these would be, oh. be perfect for your uh, for your snow wheeling. They don't yeah. come in purple. Well, I could paint them purple. Yeah, right? She's got a case yeah. of purple paint, Josh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out. It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Now, what is it and why do I want it? I was supposed to have a product review last week, but of course I wasn't here. Swagging. So I guess I know. Um, but since it's December, I'm not going to do, I'm going to change up my product review a little bit and I'm just going to do my Christmas wish list. Um, what I would love to get for Christmas. And number one on that list is Fireball. the Route <laughs> oh. 1-6. So you can, only one person Motorboat. needs to buy me this. No, I'm kidding. Um, this is something I think you guys would like to have on your wish list, especially if you go camping a lot. And Ooh, this is the Route 1-6 Collapsible Fire Pit. This thing is so cool looking. It's a portable Jeep-themed collapsible fire pit. And it's big enough to use, but small enough to pack. It it collapses so you can fit it in your Jeep when you're off-roading and camping. And it's perfect for those open campfires on the beach, on the trail, or even your backyard. It's about 20 inches square. It weighs about 25 pounds. It's made of 0.135 steel, and it's thicker than one-eighth. And it's very strong and sturdy. It has the two side ends are a Jeep grill design, and the two longer sides, you can select a logo of your choice, the Marines, Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Air Force, or the Route 16 logo. And it has a standard bag is included for easy packing and storage. And you can have it shipped bare steel, and it can be painted with a high temperature paint if desired. And just head over to route16.blog slash products and it, you should find it in there. And I think this thing is so cool. I've tried to win it. I didn't win it. So now it's on my wish list. So check it out at Route16. It's your own damn fault. You know, when you lift up your shirt, it's supposed to be everything. Oh, well. <laughs> Now, these things really are cool. I mean, a, a couple of Presto logs in there on the back porch. That thing's going to burn half the night long and look really cool doing it. Uh, I've talked yep. about getting one of these things uh, a couple of times in the past. So, uh, yeah, now you, now you can get one of yours for your very self. Do you have an idea for a product review? Just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear uh, about a little something Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little about some events that are happening in your hometown, around the nation, in Wheeling Ware. Uh, Josh, was it was it last week that you talked about your gong? Yeah, yeah. Uh, starting up a, a new show, I'm bringing back that old '70s show, <laughs> the Gong Show. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, yeah, I talked about uh, one of the reasons I'll be getting the Jeep out into the woods a little bit more um, here in the near future is. Uh, 
uh, picked up a, a new steel target uh, to be sh- doing some shooting at. And, well, uh, I think I've got some bad news for you because oh. uh, I think they called uh, to let oh. you know about the delivery of your gong. So uh, here we go. Hey, Josh, this is Matt over here at the House of Gong. Just want to let you know that your 12-inch is back order. But if you know your way around Gong, I will go ahead and up your order to a 15-inch and get it right out to you with no extra cost. I know you're going to love it. Yes! Be powder-coated black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings, once you smack it, Ooh. you'll never go back. Now, I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of gong you want, but I'm proud that you chose ours. So, thanks a lot. Be seeing you. That is hilarious. <laughs> so, what Josh. The, what the world? That was pretty funny. Well, <laughs> Uh, so not sure what's going on here. So I don't, wow. I don't recall. Uh, I don't recall putting in an order uh, for <laughs> a 15-inch <laughs> gong. That's that's impressive. I don't. I don't care where you are on the uh, the whatever side of the argument you're on. That's that's impressive. I don't think I've ever seen a 15-inch gong before. <laughs> oh no, Tammy's gonna get some pictures. <laughs> Uh, oh, unsolicited uh, pictures okay. coming yeah, your let's, way. Let's, let's cut that part out. God. Insert foot, huh? Oh, Challenge. I'm dying over here. No, 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 no. Don't send me pictures. Keyboards are clicking. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> right? Oh. oh, that's photoshopped. That's photoshopped. Uh, no, getting okay. back on track. Tammy's uh, going to say, we on. have a winner. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, that Route One Six fire pit is uh, is very very warm in this very cold environment. Hey, you know it's a it's a little chilly, Tammy. Throw another renegade on the fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's for Cody. All right, Josh. What's uh, what's going on? I see some. You got some activity here in the uh, in the show notes. Yeah, over the last week or so, I uh, had a buddy uh, come over. He was uh, complaining about uh, some some noises uh, from underneath his jeep—a bad clanking and clunking noise. Uh, anytime he went around a corner real hard, or uh, on a rough road, or had a pothole, or something like that, uh, he was getting a bad noise from like right underneath of him. And uh, and so he couldn't figure it out. And uh, trying to have the wife help him out, well, just didn't work out really well for him so uh, he's like hey i need i need a hand i need another you know a, a good set of eyes somebody who knows what they're looking for looking at can you help me out and i was like come on by so um he came over and you know he started crawling around underneath the jeep and uh and i noticed a couple things right off the bat now he's got a rough country long arm kit and uh that that center sitting that center section the uh, the cross member uh, that, that he has in there was missing two bolts, three bolts across both sides. Oh no! Uh, and two wow. bolts on one side, one bolt on another. And there's actually a connecting bolt between the transfer case skid plate and that cross member uh, that was missing. And one of them, one of them was missing. One of them was finger loose, and I think was only hanging on by a couple of threads. Um, so I was like, well, there's your problem. <laughs> so <laughs> there's uh, your problem. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Give me so another slice I, uh, of pizza. Looked around and I, I've got, you know, from all the projects and modifications and vehicles and stuff that I've worked on over the years, I've got a lot of extra nuts and bolts and, and stuff like that. So I uh, pulled out some some hardware that would, you know, fit the bill and uh, got them all tightened up. And I was like, all right, you know, go ahead and uh, and take a test drive, uh, take it down here, go here, you know, and just you know get up to speed and do a couple, you know, whoops and come on back. 
So about five, ten minutes later, he comes back and, and I was like, any noises? He shook his head. He's like, not a one. It feels way tighter than it ever has been before. I'm surprised so was he like, wasn't getting some popping noises with the uh, metal flexing and stuff. Well, that's exactly it. Is is there was too much moving around down there, and uh, on top of this, uh, what has compounded all of this was that both of his motor mounts were well on their way out, <laughs> but his transmission mount was completely shot. I mean, I could take his transfer case and probably move it two inches in any direction. I mean, you know, How just the transmission, happen? it was just the whole, all the mounts were just so shot. The entire drivetrain was just bouncing around under the Jeep almost. This was like, a, an XJ 4.0, right? This was a Cherokee 4 liter, yes. Yeah, in the, fact, the, it was. The 4 liter is very, has a lot of torque to it, Tammy. And uh, if you if you use the pedal like God intended to be, to be used, uh, you will wear out the motor mounts and the transmission mounts. The, the driver's trans, uh, motor mount goes out first. And then the, the, the transmission mount starts getting flexed a lot, and then it goes out. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, Josh, but uh, gee. No, it's, 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 it's pre- you're pretty correct there. Now, the transmission mount, I don't think that he has ever replaced it on his 1992 Cherokee that he's got a six-inch lift on uh, and a bunch of other mods and, and, and stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, and I was like, well, we need to take care of that right away. So I want you to order these parts, do it tonight. Um, you know, and, uh, and once you get them, we'll go ahead and, and, and take care of that for you. And, uh, and that's what we're, that's what I'm doing tomorrow after work. going to be, uh, meeting them here. I've already got the, the garage already prepped and everything for the job. Um, so I'm going to pull the Jeep out as soon as I get home and, uh, he's going to meet me here, get his Jeep into the garage and, uh, and swap out some mounts really quick. So yeah. that's great. That's always a good reason to hang on to bolts that you, uh, uh, nuts yeah. and bolts that you, uh, you know, no reason. I don't think anybody throws them away, but if you're a need freak and you try to throw them away, hold on to them. You never know, Sorry, especially with a Jeep. Your, yeah, give them to your pack rat buddy. Uh, he can use them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I was thinking um, I, we really should have, we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this show. Uh, Tammy is part of the show. She may if, say anything. Because <laughs> I was imagining. We do have a Jeep mama on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was imagining all these people who drive into work listening to the Jeep talk show. Like, what if they're driving and they, like, hear the Wrangler talk? And so, I think we need to put a disclaimer on the beginning of the show so they don't, like... And something... So, they don't uh, miss the good parts? Is that what you're saying? No, so they don't, like, (laughs) freak out and run off the road or something. Something impacts their wheel and they can't steer left or right. Uh, yeah, I know. That would be, uh, be horrible. Be part of a wreck. Rear end 11 people on the freeway. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. anything could happen. <laughs> or they're too busy listening to it and they forget to stop at a stop sign. Yeah, that's, just- a, that's interesting, Tammy, that you say that because uh, every week whenever we publish the show, uh, it's marked explicit. Um, but I don't know where that shows up. I guess it really depends on, on how you're, you're look, uh, listening to the show, what, if you're using the app or if you're using iTunes or, or whatever. But it, the, the show is definitely uh, set with an explicit rating. And I think we keep it pretty, pretty damn clean for an explicit rating. I mean, there's yeah, no... All in all, uh, I'd, I'd say we're, we're as close to PG-13 as you can get with, mm-hmm. the, uh, with the rare, rare slip-up that we let fly. But that's why we have the explicit rating is, is so that we don't have to uh, mind our, our P's and Q's quite as much as we would if we were you know, on FM radio or uh, under FCC regulations. You know, uh, we used to do uh, a couple of disclaimers. I don't think we ever did one for explicit i don't think we were explicit at the time josh but we used to do the one one disclaimer good lord (laughs) we we used to yeah we always we've always tried to make it funny but we did do the one about uh 
you know, t- you know uh, take your own. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing making your own modifications, have a license. Blah 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 blah. Oh make yeah. The changes and uh, the, there, the, the information uh, here is provided for entertainment purposes yeah. only. Yada yada yeah. Yeah, and it, it it's a great idea to have a disclaimer. But uh, the people listening to it week after week after week uh, get really sick of it. Yeah. And um, it, uh, it probably would be good uh, to, I don't know. I don't know how we would go about making sure that people understood that or that it was an Dropping explicit. F-bombs in the intro. That's how you do it. I mean, <laughs> let, you know, let there be no confusion. Hey, mother effer, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just worried that someone's going to hear the word boob and um, drive off the road. So, just a disclaimer for this episode. I, I personally lost all my train of thought when you said that. So, yeah. I understand exactly what you're talking yep. about. Yep. I, I just ran into my microphone. So, I... <laughs> every, time I uh, every time I hear the word boobs, I get a chill because I remember hanging out in the uh, frozen food section at the uh, oh, uh, grocery Lord. store. <laughs> it's, it's that time of year. It's getting very nipply out. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I don't think I really I have. I think we just offended a whole bunch of people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the charm. Wouldn't be the first time. That's the charm yeah. of the show. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> you know, if, if you, if you stand, what is it? How's it go? If you, if you stand for nothing, you won't be able to stand. So stand for something and people will hate you. I, I'm just making this stuff up. So uh, I, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be taking. You just lost your train of thought because I said boob. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm going to be taking a whole week off right before Christmas. And oh, wow. Damn it. I'm going to try to get the, the air onboard air system uh, set up so that I can actually uh, use the air horn. <laughs> the most important thing. Most of the important whole setup. part. Forget the air lockers, front and rear. We've got the air horn. <laughs> well, let, we should make a little a, a bet. Will Tony complete this task? Oh, I'm sure there's already a pool going after the, uh, the airing <laughs> of this episode. Uh, there, there, there's some bets happening uh, uh, somewhere out there, I'm sure. Oh, by the way, I uh, took a run out to uh, Conroe this past Saturday. And how far away is that from your place? It, it's it's an hour's drive. I don't remember the, right. the miles, but you can figure it's at least uh, 40 to 50 miles. And if you guys recall, uh, for the uh, running hot on the highway, it requires at least 30 miles, maybe 40 miles before it, uh, you know, start creeping up. Oh, you got that kit. Uh, what's that? You, you got that kit. You know the one, the one that where you have to go thirty miles before it overheats. I got the one where you only go ten and it overheats. Oh, okay. No, this is no. this has been the problem th- with mine for a while that uh, I have to drive a, a good, um, I won't say thirty minutes, but it, it like I felt that an hour would be enough for it just to see if it was going to run hot on the highway. So I, I took the XJ and uh, ran out there. Now with the air temps were around 75, 77. And I did notice uh, that it was getting up a little high. It never got, I don't think it ever got above like 212, uh, but I was doing 70. uh, And most of it, almost all of it was was highway. So uh, I kept a constant speed. So with the air tips around 75, 77, uh, it was, uh, I didn't have any problems with it running hot on the highway. Now coming back, it was, it was uh, chillier. I don't know if it was 10 degrees chillier but you, you could feel that it was it was chilly outside it felt good yeah and uh 75 no problems whatsoever 
so uh i might i still would like to update the the cooling system with the additional heater core and electric fan so that i'd have a little extra uh cooling available uh, in case it starts climbing up on me but i might uh, be able to go out to hidden falls again uh to take it off road as Heck long yeah. as it's not the 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 satan's armpit of summer like it was when i went the the last time so uh, i know a lot of you folks and, and i've had a couple of people emailing me trying to give me ideas about uh things that i could check which you know no offense uh to any of you guys that have have responded if i was uh, uh short in any of my comments with you it's just so frustrating the things that you're suggesting i've done many years ago or even two or three times i have even changed the engine and the problem remains doesn't even matter what engine it's in uh and that means head and everything has been rebuilt <clears throat> so uh but thank you for caring enough to try to do that but i really think the problem is is that it just the the, the cooling system on the the xj just is is marginal at best and uh if you throw a lot of hot uh, air temps in on it it just doesn't have enough cooling to t- to handle it so anyway i'm i'm I really it was a lot of fun going out to hidden falls that last time and I've, uh, I was very depressed that I wasn't going to be able to do that uh, until I uh, really figured out a way to modify the cooling system to be able to drive out there. Either that or get a tow rig, which I have no place to put a tow rig or money to buy one. Uh, so uh, it, it was just like, you know, why install the second locker? But well, I think you got a. I think you got a new rule of thumb, Tony. You got a seventy-five seventy-five rule. Let's let's call it that. Your your seventy-five seventy-five rule is if it's under seventy-five degrees and I can travel under seventy-five miles an hour, then I've got no problem, no matter what. If it's over seventy-five degrees and I'm traveling over seventy-five miles an hour, then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty screwed anyway. Traveling over seventy-five with the four fifty-six is. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like running the engine up uh, above three thousand RPM anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you, eighty miles an hour uh, with the four fifty-sixes and thirty-threes with the automatic transmission is uh, three three grand on the RPM uh, scale. Now, people have said the four point zero will turn three grand all day, but it does get hot uh, when it's doing that. Yeah. Now, I know one thing you haven't tried. You know, the color red is supposed to be like red hot. It equates to hot. A try a cooler color, Tony. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I got news for you. It doesn't black. matter. It's staying red. I'll deal with the, the heat. I got to have it red. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Tammy. Good one. Well, hey, do you guys want to join in on the Campfire Side chat? We'd love to have you. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out all the ways you can join in and, well, join in on the fun. You know, Josh, I was checking out our uh, Google Forms today where people can go and fill out uh, the events, and we haven't had any new uh, entries. And, no, uh, not, not, any, not for a while now. Yeah, and you know there's going to be some, some stuff going on for Christmas, uh, some, uh, like you talked about a couple of weeks ago in uh, This Week in Jeep, bike collections and type things. We'd really like to hear from you folks. And if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, you can go, uh, you just scroll down through there and you'll see a link that you can go to that'll take you right to that Google form and you can tell us about things that we can tell others on Wheeling Where. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're going to get into some events from around the world and your neck of the woods. And uh, this week, well, we're kind of well, a little bit low on event numbers, that is. Uh, but that's, you know, kind of typical for this time of year. As we get towards the end of the year, well, the show season, the, the, the show and shines, the club runs and all that sort of stuff, they kind of trickle off to an end. And we get into, uh, well, just the smattering of charity events that we have. But I know those are all happening 
with your local Jeep uh, Jeep clubs and uh, and what you know, local off road stores in your area and, and stuff like that. So if you have an event that is uh, well for a good cause or whatever, well, let us know about it and we'll definitely get the word out. This week, however, we've just got one and it's uh, four wheel drive hardware. That's a big name that you know and love. Uh, they're presenting the Jeep Parade and Toy Drive December tenth at in Columbiana, Ohio. For more information on this event or any others that we've mentioned here on, uh, well, in this segment, well, please head over to jeeptalkshow.com uh, and check out the show notes for the episode you're listening to. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to like and friend us on Facebook. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Do you know that the average human mouth can fit up to seven Jeep lug nuts in their mouth? Uh, don't, don't ask me how I know this. Uh, trust me. Podcasting since 2010. Tammy looked up. I, I got the feeling she was going to challenge you on how many lug nuts somebody seven. Can fit in their no, mouth. no, no. I can fit nine. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to challenge. <laughs>